Hi folks, it is episode number 138 of the Phil Swallow podcast, recording on Tuesday the 14th of March. A little bit early, because I normally aim for a Wednesday on these. Hope that won't catch you out, and it's probably better to go a bit earlier than later. We've got an errand day planned for tomorrow, going here, there and everywhere. Right, okay, anyway, where we are, where are we even? Uh, The title of this show is Photography Focus. Because for the first time in a while, that will be the focus this week. As you know, I normally focus on videos. Uh, I could do a terrible pun there that the videos focus themselves because it's like autofocus, but then I can hear you switching off. So come back. Um, yeah, so th- this week, because I, I booked a uh, job or I was booked for a photographer, I am booked for a photography job, a theatre shoot for a production called Galaxy Train. And I will be shooting the rehearsal session in a rehearsal studio in the city on Friday. And next Thursday is the dress rehearsal in the theatre space itself. And then I'm going to do an extra bit for uh, a, almost a model shoot. So delighted to be doing that. A team that I've not worked with before. And it's it's something I love doing with a camera. Um, I, I, I do use different cameras from my collection for different videos uh, I'm due to do a walk soon in a local kind of woodland area where there's meant to be some good views so I'm going to use one of my well my kind of main video recorder for that well not for all of it most of it will be my 360 which I love the more I use it the more I love it so yeah this is going to be all about theatre so uh, I'll I'll kind of go through in order because otherwise I'm going to miss things or duplicate things. So park the rest of that kind of story for now. So the big news is mum's home from hospital. Uh, she came home on Friday last week and it was quite traumatic because when they kind of went up to her, even though they'd already said we were aiming to get you out on Friday and you can tell there's a lot of kind of admin around, you know, bed demand and trying to meet that demand. And uh, they kind of hinted a bit. She didn't feel ready. And when they told her, I think she got quite upset. She said, well, I'm not ready to go home. I'm not strong enough, um, which is a kind of understandable reaction. But they they did uh, send her home. Um, she was quite distraught when I got to the hospital, which is very sad to see. Uh, this is on Friday afternoon. Um, but we had to make some arrangements at home and she's having a care visit three times a day now, which will take some getting used to. And and she still doesn't actually feel too strong really um it's it's quite tough uh it's quite tough but you know she's in her own space now and she has got certain adaptations here and there and you know having the care of visits helps and we all keep in touch with her sister goes around in the evenings and helps her to bed as it were so yeah tough times you know old age gets to us all and it takes different forms and um Mum's doing a great job despite all of these challenges. You know, she's had health problems for, for years with arthritis and things. So the fact that she's home, I think, is good, but there's this adjustment period and she still needs to kind of feel right in herself that she's got strength. And she said to me today, it wasn't a good day. She feels that she's lacking that quite a lot. So we'll support her um, as much as we possibly can. So um I actually did a visit, I don't like doing ums, but they're inevitable. I did a visit the other day after completing my filming on The Gap at 150 Limpsfield Road in Sandersted. Well, almost Hamsey Green. And this is where, well, 
please see the video. Uh, I won't put a link in the notes because it doesn't seem to work, but if you go to Phil Swallow on YouTube and look up my most recent video, which is called A Sandersted Mystery, 150 Limpsfield Road, uh, you will be able to view the video, and it's uh, only a few minutes, seven minutes, six, seven, eight minutes-ish. And, um, yeah, I was just mystified why, why there is a gap. There's houses at 148 and 152, but there's wire fencing and a thick lot of growth behind it. And I researched as much as I honestly could. And actually, whilst calling it a mystery, because it really was for me, the idea was almost to crowdsource an answer to that question. And already the answers are coming in from people who viewed it. Um, One guy contacted me on Messenger, on Facebook Messenger, and said that he used to live in that area and he would walk by that when he was a child with his mum and it was a farm access to get onto the fields behind. Well, the thickness of growth behind or in the gap of 150 is repeated on the other side where there is fields and open land. And I don't know who owns that land. Um, I, I, I kind of want to take the story as far as I can in terms of the most formal answers. Obviously, I've got this kind of evidence coming in already and someone else said a similar thing about the, the farmer's entrance. Um, if there's an old photo da- around, that would be brilliant. If there's something that kind of provides more documents about it, even better. Uh, but I'll wait and see. Uh, I think what I'll do is probably leave it a couple of weeks and then just do a really short follow-up video and just say... Haha, crowdsourcing a solution to a problem has worked. Uh, well, as best as we can. I mean, I've got no reason to dispute what people have said. Uh, and I actually promoted this podcast in there. I've not really done that in the past. I don't know why. So, uh, really pleased because I also looked at the numbers for the podcast and they're kind of getting better the more I do them. Surprise, surprise. Who knew? That's what happens in these, you know, this new world of content creation and delivery but I went back to look over the subscriptions on both Apple and on uh, Spotify which kind of runs the main hosted channel and they're, they're pretty good numbers um, what I need to do is hook up on Google Analytics because apparently Google Analytics for podcasts can I hope combine all those sources and I might go and do that after recording this uh, podcast so because it's all connected isn't it so, yeah, um, I like it when people listen. Uh, feel free to communicate. I think it automatically does a Q&A or a, and a voicemail link. They're quite clever how they tie all these things in, and it's all free, uh, the hosting of a podcast. I just have to do the easy bit, which is come up with some words and deliver them. Although I've got a nice setup here. So hopefully, hopefully this comes across in a reasonable quality. Uh, in my early episodes, and when I got this gear at the end of 2019... I wanted to have it on a kind of level, recording level-wise, with the other podcasts I listen to, because I do play back mine from time to time, and I want it to kind of stand up that it it kind of feels and sounds about right, along with the guys that have been doing it for, for many years and studio produced and stuff. I also think, is it kind of, is it audible enough and... Does it connect enough as maybe a radio broadcast or presenter would? So it's that kind of radio sound that I'm after. Personally, with my critical ear, I feel fairly happy that it is. It's in the right ballpark. Uh, But again, let me know. And please feel free to do a review. Reviews are always really, really great. Obviously, the higher the number, the better. Please. Thank you. So so that's that. Um, 
the other thing I did, a couple of other things actually on the video side. So I've been organising playlists. I've always had playlists. So this is a kind of virtual grouping of videos. You can look at them all in a complete list, but this is grouping per category and some videos will appear in more than one group uh, just to help with discoverability. So I've been doing some work on there just making sure that not only they're right, but at the end of the video when you, you put in an end screen as to direct people to go elsewhere, if they've got that far, uh, then you can just help to tidy that up. So some of those were a bit kind of broken and needed needed some work. So I've been doing that in the last few days. And the thing that takes a while, but I'm completely committed, committing to do it for 100% of my relevant podcasts is, clo- sorry, videos, is captioning. Uh, so I had some feedback. Sue's been doing a, uh, a BSL course, British Sign Language, or it's not ESL, no, it's British Sign, La- Sign Language. And she's passed her first uh, stage, which is great. And she said that the tutor there is completely deaf. Um, he's interested in local history and he asked about captioning. Now, YouTube does a great job at uh, estimating, assessing or using a some kind of AI to generate some, some captions. But with place names and historical facts, they're, they're often wrong. Hamzy Green is often H-A-M-Z-I. Um, Sandersted is Sunstead and all sorts. I mean, it might just be down to the recording. Actually, the more recent ones that I've done since Apple bring in, brought in <laughs> voice improvement, um, which is a setting where you can isolate the voice a bit more, uh, but it's done really well. Uh, it, it's the, the initial generation from YouTube has been really good and then I just go through and you know do some corrections but it's not an onerous task with some of my older videos where it might pick up road noise and you know general ambient noise it's a little bit harder and it gets it wrong more often so my commitment is that I know some of my videos are just music that's fine but where I've got a uh, a voice element I'm committed to go through, revisit every one of the closed caption offerings from YouTube, editing them, republishing them, so that I can say, hand on heart, they're all covered from a captioning perspective for those with hearing impairment. And going forward, part of my uh, releasing kind of checklist, I don't actually have one, but in my head, uh, and actually you get guided through it in workflow anyway through YouTube. But anyway, part of that will be to make sure that I do the captioning. Now, I've found success with my last few videos by releasing on a Sunday. Different times of a Sunday, but normally in the afternoon or evening. And I sometimes might be up against it that I may not be able to do the captioning in advance, but I'll try and do it as soon as possible afterwards. Maybe up to a day or so later if it comes to it. Uh also, the other thing is that on the this most recent video, I've actually stuck with not doing any promotion on social media at all. So um, I'm there. We are. We go. Where we go? I'm just going to go through. Go to my numbers now. So this video went live just over a couple of days ago for uh, Sandstead Mystery. I can hear a helicopter in. Um, in the outside, well, obviously outside, not going to be flying around the room, but yeah, it's a helicopter, hopefully that won't come across. Uh, 156 views in the first couple of days, um, and all the little numbers where they tell you whether it's kind of up, normal or down, they're all up. So views, impressions, click-through rate, and average view duration are all up. So uh, I'm pretty pleased with that. So this might be the first of many where I, 
I literally just leave it to YouTube to do the promotion. Um, now, that's fine, although when I did the promotion on Walliam Green, it took off. It was about 100 and odd, uh, and then I posted it middle of last week onto Wallingham Facebook group. It's now at 954. So you do get the engagement, but because people have just landed it on it from a link, um, they're likely to just watch it, close the window, move on. So I think one of the things I need to consider and be disciplined in is to try and keep it just in YouTube so that people have found me through YouTube, hopefully will stay on there and hop onto other things and then subscribe at some point in that process. There's always a permanent subscription link available. So, okay, now in just doing that, I've managed to go away from my notes. Notes are back, notes are back, relax, carry on. So that's uh, that's a bit about, you know, not only the most recent video, but some of the stuff I've been doing around it. Uh, I'm working on detailed planning for the Croydon Typhoid Outbreak film. I hope that's not too far away. We we still haven't got filming weather. There's a lot of content on there. And my research and my prep for the video is to kind of focus on just what's most important and can be told easily and, and remembered easily when I'm delivering it with a camera in my face or a camera on the subject. Um, so I... I'm going to actually this evening do a bit more work on that, just kind of putting it into order uh, because I want to ideally get that shot in the next couple of weeks. Probably won't release anything this week. I'll just have the focus on the photography shoot um, and make sure that I don't kind of rush to get that prep in. But even though I've got another shoot next week, uh, because I'll kind of be kind of ready and into it, having what I've done this week, uh, and if the weather behaves... Um, you know, mid-March, hopefully we see some half-decent weather, then I should be able to get out and shoot. The nice thing about it is it's all very local. It's either going to be round the corner here at the site of the pumping station or it's going to be at the top of Addington Hills where we've got the reservoir, which is a big part of it, uh, the valve house, which is also a big part of it, and uh, and we've got the water tower, which is a slightly smaller part. So Croydon Typhoid Outbreak, prep going well. I reckon I've probably got about a third left to do it's all very kind of subjective. So that's it. Um, my, in my notes, I've come back to the fact that this is my main focus, prep gear. So I've done, in terms of prepping so far, I've got my cameras ready. Batteries have done an initial charge. Cards have all been formatted and ready. I've got the straps in the bag. I'm just going to do kind of minor things like actually attach the straps to the cameras. One might be on. Uh, probably going to throw in a speed light or flash, uh, in other words, just in case. It's not something you would normally use in these theatre shoots. They're done in reasonable standard light. Likewise, with a stage shooting, it's going to be stage lighting. I'll ask about that, you know, what kind of form that takes, but you don't you don't use flash in those situations, like ever. But there might be other reasons for it, and being professional is being prepared, so it will be in the bag, flash, batteries, spare batteries, and some kind of bounce card or <clears throat> reflector just so that I can bounce the flash rather than just point it in someone's face because that's just bad form. So uh, I'll be ready. I will be ready when I go off on Friday morning, well, Friday lunchtime. I did have an appointment on the, for the dentist on Friday morning to have my crown fitted. I have deferred that, so I'll put it in for Monday. Uh, nine o'clock on Monday morning is not great, but it's it's not one of those horrendous appointments when you have a crown fitted. It's normally quite straightforward. And it means I'm completely free. So it's another kind of aspect of professionalism where 
you know, it's it's not just that someone's paying me to do this. It's just how I'm going to prepare for it, how I'm going to be prepared, how I'm going to go through it, how I'm going to do the follow-up. I've already created the directory. I'm going to store the photos in. That's all ready to go. Uh, I'll even get the cables out and the card reader all ready to go on uh, on Friday evening when I come back. And my aim is to get the photos that I take on Friday afternoon available in a gallery for the client on Friday evening. Might be quite late Friday evening, but it'll be Friday evening. And then they can actually have use of them for promotion and social media and, and so on and so forth. Haven't put a number on that yet. It might be a thousand in all, something like that, over a couple of hours. Uh, the other thing is holiday preps. I've done a bit more of that, need to do more. Um, we'll have time for that this week. It's not too bad work uh, week week-wise, work-wise this week uh, because of the reasons I've already said. I'm kind of in order and prepared. Uh, Crystal Palace uh, went on Saturday. Now, they were playing Man City or second in the table and they were good, but and ridiculous pe- penalty to give uh, Man City the one goal that was the margin of defeat for Palace. But they're just not very good at the moment. They just can't find a way of scoring a goal, not even hit the target for three games. And they're playing rivals Brighton tomorrow night. And Normally I would track games and follow games and it's not televised, thank goodness. But I've decided to switch off all notifications that will give me any kind of in-game updates. The only notification I'm going to get on my phone is final score. And I don't think I'll be cheating on that because I, unless I receive a message or something during the game. Uh, because there's a big game on tomorrow night which is Real Madrid against Liverpool where they've got to try and overturn a four-goal deficit at Real Madrid so that'll be quite fun and challenging but it'll be wor- it'll be worth watching them try so that's tomorrow night uh, so yeah other than that Erin Day tomorrow I think we're doing Dunelm for bed sheets we're doing Ikea for a pancake pan and we're going to Catrum I'm going to do some research in the museum well I'm going to probably chat to the guys in the museum and then I'm going to probably go along to the library if I don't get all the answers and this is where one of my mates uh, it's a, there's a funeral of his granddad it was in 1968 and his granddad actually served in the Boer War and First World War as a reserve and there was quite a big funeral when he passed away quite a big funeral in Catrum um, he remembers it vaguely being in the newspapers he did, doesn't have a copy of it any, anymore so I've got the information all on my phone so I'm going to pop down and chat to the people down there and see if I can uh, find anything else out because they've got quite a good kind of military set of uh, artifacts in that in that library from the area okay good there we go so that was 138 oh that was even <laughs> episode 138 of the phil swallow podcast entitled photography focus look after yourselves <clears throat> have a good week and i'll speak to you next week <laughs>